Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a look at the Acts of the Apostles written by Luke in the New Testament. Lesson 12. Confinement in Caesarea. Here, Caesarea the capital quarter of the Roman gods in the Holy Land. Paul had been transferred from Jerusalem during the night. 470 soldiers, 70 of them horsemen, transported him, Paul on horseback, to Antipatris. 400 soldiers were sent back, and 70 on horseback escorted him to Caesarea. And there he is, in safety, much safer than in Jerusalem, where more than 40 Jews tried to murder him. Before Felix, Felix is the one who is the governor and the Jews want the governor that Paul is killed through him. In this trial they have got Tertullus with them, a lawyer. That's interesting. So they, they take everything they can that Paul is eliminated. And this Tertullus, this lawyer, he starts greeting the governor Felix and saying thanks for his wonderful reign here in Palestine and in Judea and Samaria and so on. Felix was a weak governor, a very, very weak governor. But the lawyer talked about him as if he had been the best the land had ever seen. And the accusations against Paul are heavy, very, very heavy. There's only one weakness in all of this. They cannot prove their accuses. Heavy accuses, no proof. And the defense of Paul is in this way. He says, nothing of this has happened, and they cannot prove it, that it has happened. It, it simply did not take place. And in a way, they are helpless. Their witnesses are missing. Paul hasn't done anything which would lead to a decision for killing him. 
the trial before Felix, it, it ends in nothing. And Felix, we read in chapter 24, verse 22, who was well acquainted with the way, adjourned the proceedings. When Lysias the commander comes, he said, I will decide your case. It took two more years. Nothing happened. Nothing at all. But he was interested and, and curious. And, and from time to time, he ordered Paul to come. And once Drusilla, the wife, Jewish, Jewish wife, was with Felix. And they heard Paul speak about judgment, about the end time. And then, as Paul discoursed on righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and said, that's enough for now. You may leave. When I find it convenient, I will send for you. When I find it convenient. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him a bribe. He wants to get money, the governor. So he sent for him frequently and talked with him. And when two years had passed, Felix was succeeded by Partius Festus, but because Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, he left Paul in prison. Before Festus, he's the new governor. Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They urgently requested Festus as a favor to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem. Why so? For they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. This was the reason why. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me and press charges against the man there if he has done anything wrong. Festus wants Paul to church in Caesarea. What a pity for the Jewish accusers. What a pity. And then, when Paul appeared, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. It's always the same. Accuses, accuses, accuses. 
No proof, no proof, no proof. Paul defends himself and says, I've done nothing wrong. Nothing wrong against the law of the Jews or against the temple or against Caesar. Festus asks him, do you want me to judge you in Jerusalem? Ooh, Paul is alarmed. <laughs> His nephew had discovered the plot to murder, assassinate Paul. No, he does not want to go to Jerusalem. Never, ever. Then he will die quickly. So Paul answered, verse 10 in chapter 25, I am now standing before Caesar's court where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar, the emperor of the Roman Empire. Festus conferred with his council. And then they declared, you have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar you will go. A decision was made. Paul had been taken into captivity. But the first night in a vision, the first night in Jerusalem, when he was in the hand of the Romans, in the Council Antonia, the Lord, the Lord spoke to him. And the Lord said to him, be not afraid, as you have been a witness in Jerusalem, you will be my witness in Rome. And because of this vision, because of this foreshadowing of the future, Paul knew, I will come to Rome. He always wanted to, <laughs> to go to Rome to proclaim the gospel. But now he has the chance to proclaim the gospel directly to Caesar, the Roman Emperor Nero. What a chance. Before Agrippa. Now, when the decision had been made, because of Paul's appeal to Caesar, it had been decided, you have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. So, Paul has to wait till a ship, a boat, will bring him to Rome. 
And the governor, Festus, he has to write a letter to Caesar. He, he must show why this person, Paul, is sent to the highest court of the Roman Empire. What is the charge against him? Well, and this is not so easy. What is the charge? What has he done? What has he done wrong? He has not revolted against the Roman Empire. He has not revolted against the Jews. He had just gone to heathen countries proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. That was all. So the, the governor is in a, in a way uncertain what to write in this letter. It, it doesn't look very intelligent for the governor if, if he cannot explain directly what's the reason why Paul has been sent to Rome to be judged in front of the highest court. A few days later, Acts 25, verse 13, King Agrippa and Bernice, sister, arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. King Herod Agrippa II reigned about Galilee, and he made a visit to Caesarea to greet Festus as the new governor for the area. And when they talked together, Festus explains Agrippa what had happened with Paul, that he has someone in jail and he will be sent to Rome, and, but he doesn't really know what to say and to write in this letter. Maybe the king could help him. And King Agrippa becomes interested and says, well, I, I would like to hear him. The governor is happy about that. Okay. Verse 23 in chapter 25. The next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp, and they entered the audience room with the high-ranking officers and the leading men of the city. Creme de la creme is assembled. All the important people of Caesarea are there. They are all interested in this person, Paul. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. And then Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting, that he ought not to live any longer. The problem is, I found he had done nothing 
deserving of death. But because he made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. Therefore I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send on a prisoner without specifying the charges against him. And then, and then, Paul is allowed to speak for himself. Paul before the leaders. Paul tells the story of his life. How he studied in Jerusalem and that on the authority of the chief priests he put many of the saints in prison and when they were put to death he says, I cast my vote against them. He shows I have been a persecutor of those who believed in Jesus Christ. I was the worst of all persecutors. I even went to Damascus. And then he describes. On one of these journeys I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, O king, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground. And I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Paul describes, he's being blind after three days, being healed, and then he got the command, proclaiming Jesus, even to heathen nations. Therefore, O King Agrippa, I obeyed. It was God who told me to act like this. And then he explains. He was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. And that Jesus is the one who was risen from the dead. He is the first to rise from the dead. And at this point, when Paul talked about his love, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, ascended to heaven, the governor Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. He's a Roman. Resurrection of the dead. <laughs> he never learned about that in school. In his education, there was no place for such a theme. 
Now, Paul's answer, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. What I'm saying is true and reasonable. And now he addresses the king. The king is familiar with these things, and I can speak freely to him. I'm convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. And then he becomes even sharper. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? <laughs> the king is shocked. <laughs> he never thought that he would be asked about such a question. It's an intimate question, isn't it? Uh, he's speechless for the moment. And because the king doesn't answer, Paul answers for him. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> a king is asked, and the, the one who asks gives the answer as well. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Silence. I know you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Short time or long, I pray God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am. With a smile on his face, except for these chains. Then the king rose, and with him the governor and Benice and those sitting with them. They left the room. While talking with one another, they said, this man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. What did the king say? This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Summary. Was it a mistake by Paul to appeal to Caesar? What had the king said? This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. What was the vision in the first night? After having gone into captivity by the Romans, the Lord appeared to him and said, in the same way as you have been my witness in Jerusalem, you will be my witness in Rome. Appealing to Caesar is the way to come to Rome. And appealing to Caesar is the way that the emperor of the Roman Empire has the duty to listen to the one who is accused. So the Roman law is a law which allows a Roman citizen to defend himself. And when he appeals to the highest court, to Caesar, to the emperor, is, the emperor is Nero at the time, the emperor must listen 
the speech of defense of the accused person. Never ever would, would an emperor be willing to, to listen to a missionary like Paul. Would he? Never. But because it is a case of the court, of the law, he has to. This is the point. God had turned everything around. The Jews had thought, now he's in our hands. He is kept by the Romans, we will accuse him, and the Roman governor will kill him as Pilatus did with Jesus on the cross. But this, this did not happen. And when the next governor came, he did not allow Paul to be killed. But in all of this, the most important persons, two governors, Felix Festus, the wife of Felix, Drusilla, King Agrippa, his sister Berenice, the most excellent people of Caesarea, the high officers of the Roman army, they all listened to Paul. And he was even sent to Rome, to the most important person of the Roman Empire, the emperor himself. And what was the result? When Paul wrote a letter from Rome to the Philippians. He ends his letter with the following words. Philippians chapter 4, verses 21 and 22. Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me sent greetings. All the saints sent you greetings especially those, especially those, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Whee! Have you heard this? Balls coming by, by the law to the highest court in Rome, speaking his defense to Caesar, had this effect. In Caesar's house, there were converts to Christ. All the saints sent you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. God's providence had Paul brought to Rome for this effect. Hallelujah.